Welcome to our fourth episode of Breaking Bread with C on Relentless Pursuit. Last time we talked about approaching the kingdom of God with childlikeness. Today, I am led to share on the biblical nomenclature, why God changes your name when he calls you. In Kinyarwanda, there's a saying that says, Sona kwanga akwitanavi. This loosely translates to, your father does not hate you, he just names you badly okay that's like the loosest translation you can get anyway this to say that a name given by god is a name that will lead you to god's promise god changed abraham's name for example in genesis 17:5, and he says neither shall thy name anymore be called abraham but thy name shall be abraham for a father of many nations have met thee sarah her name was changed from sarai and you have Genesis 35:10, for example. God says to Jacob, Thy name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be a name. And this this Israel means that the Lord shall prevail. The Lord simply meant that even through Jacob, who was still a descendant of Abraham, the promise given to Abraham still stand. The names given by God are a prayer because these names give a new beginning. They bring new hope. They bring a new blessing. When you look at Peter, Peter himself as a person is not the rock, but the name of the promise on which the very rock shall be built is what is given unto Peter. And when Christ says to Peter, I have prayed for you, Satan asked for you, but I have prayed for you that you may not be sifted. Is it possible that Christ could have simply prayed that Satan that does not even attack Peter at all? Yes, he could have. He had that power. He that, he had that capacity. The Bible says that he was fully God and fully man, but he did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped because he had come in the body. And so he says, I have prayed for you that you may not be sifted. Jesus is basically telling you that the church, the body of Christ will definitely be tempted. It will definitely encounter difficult situations but you must not give up you will still be the rock you know you can throw a rock you can hit it with anything you can um, drive over it but the rock can be scuffed a little but never broken to that extent and so what Jesus is saying is that I have prayed for you that when these things arise you will still stand as a rock that is higher than that So today, I just want to emphasize the importance of giving a name when you have thought about it. And this is for young parents who are giving birth um, these days. I'm not saying go ahead and change your name. Lo and behold, if you do so and the Lord has not called you that, that is very much upon you. But what I'm saying is the Lord names you a name that is going to carry you into the promise. Paul was called Saul, but before that, Paul was operating in the law. And so now his grace has come upon the very name that carries into the promise of being a teacher of nations. The mantle that is upon Paul's life shows you that this is a man who wrote half of the New Testament. This is the man who has taught the churches almost everything that they know. That is the basic foundation. That is why Paul says that I have built the 
the foundation and let no man come build any other foundation than this. So we have to build on top of what Paul has built because he has preached Christ from a revelational standpoint. If you look at the church today, we have a bunch of theologians, people who have gone to school, who have learned the Greek, who have learned the Hebrew, who have memorized scripture inside out. But the Lord was ministering to me in a time of prayer and he said to me, I have a lot of people who have knowledge, but they do not have the understanding to reconcile this knowledge to the revelation of Christ. And this is why you have burnout. This is why you have um, leaders who are misused using the very thing that I have called them to do because they have failed to reconcile this knowledge to produce understanding and understanding can only come through revelation there is what we can do the person who goes to the school of theology to learn these things is going after a noble cause but if you study the scripture and memorize them but you cannot spend time in the presence of God enough to pray to tarry to receive a revelation that is above what is written in what you're reading then your gospel is gonna come from you instead of coming from God and this is when you get depleted this is when your teaching does not touch the hearts of men because it is ministering to their emotions which I think is what we call today the prosperity gospel The gospel of Jesus is supposed to make us prosper. So it is not a bad thing that the gospel should be one of prosperity because the Lord has made himself poor that we become rich. And this is in all aspects, the spiritual, the physical, that we become healthy, that we become equipped, fully furnished in all good things. And so we pervert these things by simply watching a movie, for example, and then you name your child after a certain character you're pleased with in the movie. We know that God look at, looks at intention and we know that the thought that was behind your mind as you named your child is something from a character that does not even exist because we know that the names given onto costs in movies are fictional names. They are not their real names and so what exactly are you trying to model this child on there's a, another saying in in king aranda that says is there are people that you see that have names and they really live up to that name i have a personal testimony that i want to share i feel led to do so i don't really like to share my personal testimony sometimes but this is something that i have learned with time my name is celeste and it means heaven sent and When I was born, my parents told me uh, the kind of times and troubles they were going through. And he mentioned, my father mentioned to me that heaven sent for him was a name he chose because when I was born, he was not there. It's a name he chose because the moment they told him that his daughter was born, he just realized that things were going better onwards. Things were going better. And there was a whole week of a name on this side. It's not like today where you have to leave the hospital when you have already decided on the name. And so he said, naming you this is because of the time and the blessing that came with your birth in our lives. And he was talking about, um, it, it's Celeste Imondo. Imondo is a cry of joy. Those of you that are Rwandans know what Imondo means. And so he tells me both your names signify that time and truly you have lived up to it. But in my mind, there's a time 
time I did not like my name Celeste because I was coming to the knowledge of God. And with that foundational knowledge of doing things through works, I felt like I am unworthy of carrying this name. I cannot be called heaven sent and be doing certain things here. And so I started to introduce myself by my Kinyaranda name because I felt unworthy to carry my first name. And eventually, I started praying. I was like, this is a blessing. This is a prayer that my parents made over me by calling me such a thing. It puts a demand on me to be heaven sent in the way I think, in the way I speak, in the way I do all things. And brothers and sisters are not talking about me being perfect. I am talking about a demand that is placed on me to do certain things a certain way. Because you cannot carry a name of being heaven sent and you are unable to tap into that very grace so i'm saying it is very important to be careful what we name our children it is important to be careful and think together especially as born-again believers we cannot afford to have names from movies we cannot afford to have names from social media we cannot afford to have names that we are naming our children after people who are who have passed away perhaps you want to honor a, pers- a person you that you love but perhaps they were not even born again and maybe they have passed away and you're calling this very child after this person who has nothing in part with God in as much as you love them. I know this can be a hard truth to bear or to sit with but the Lord does not desire for you to tie the destiny, the life of this child to a person who has no part with him, who has gone outside of this physical realm and you are not even able to testify where they have gone in their spirit where their spirit has gone so what i'm trying to say is think about as a born again believer i beg of you to think about the names that you give your children the names that you carry Even if the Lord reveals to you, pray, Lord, who am I in your sight? God can give you a name and you do not have to go and go through a whole governmental paperwork to change this this name. Although it can come as a conviction to you and that is something that I respect because I know friends who have gone through that transition. But think about it and ask God, who am I in your eyes? Whom can I model myself after in your holy scriptures? Whom do you see me as? And try to live up to that. A name is a prayer. And today I want to encourage and exhort you to seek the heart of the Father on what your name is in His sight, on what it is attached to. Perhaps your parents were not born again when you were born. Perhaps no one in your family was Christian at the time to have this wisdom, but it is availed now. The, the, the Bible says that He sets every day as today. There is no past or present or future with God. Everything is consistent with the now where you are. That is 
why when you confess to Lord Jesus being your savior and welcoming him into your life, it is as it does not matter if you are seated with someone who has been in the faith for 10,000 years. It is equally important and before the Lord you are both standing on the same ground and you you stand the same judgment. So I exhort you to seek the heart of the Father before you name your child. I exhort you to seek the heart of the Father on whom he views you are. What is your name in the presence of the Father? And try to pattern yourself after that revelation. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us. And I pray that eventually we will grow in the nation that has its Abrahams, its Sarahs, its Israels, its Pauls, because we are naming our children in the revelation of what they will become. A born-again believer should not wait until they have conceived to start thinking about a name. You should sit with the promises of God, knowing this is the child that I am bringing into this world. God is kind and generous enough to tell you about the character of your child, and yet you're not even married yet. You don't even know this, but he can reveal this to you, and this very child will come up and represent every single thing that the Lord has shared in your time of communion with him. And I pray that this becomes your portion. Jeremiah 33 3 says, um, Ask me and I will tell you great and mighty things that you could not figure out. And so these are great and mighty things. If you sit here and you can see your child, you can project him according to the mind of God. God already knows him because he says, I knew you before you were conceived in the womb of your mother. So it does not make sense that you go seek after this knowledge when the child is already conceived, when you have been born again all through and you could have tapped into this grace of knowing exactly what the Lord thinks about your child before he can come. So I'm going to pray for us. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name for this knowledge. And we thank you that we are denouncing everything that we have called ourselves that does not align with the purpose and revelation that you have placed upon our lives. We thank you for the children of this generation that we are raising in your wisdom and the understanding of your word. We thank you, Lord, that they will represent you, that they will be frontliners of your revelation, that they will champion everything that you have said everything that you have proclaimed, everything that you have declared upon their lives and that they will lead men to Christ. We thank you that we shall not sit as those that do not have access to knowledge because your word tells us that we ask you and you reveal these things to us. I bless your name that you've done so. I bless your name that you hear me when I pray and it is so in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for sticking around tonight. I'll see you again same time next week.